The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. Cake Makers. Today's people group are the Hawaii people, H-A-L-W-A-I, Halawi, I guess is how you pronounce it, people of India. Uh, they, there is about 77,000 in this people group, and they speak Bengali. Again, they live uh, mainly in Bangladesh, but interestingly enough, they're from the caste of people that make the sweets, the bakeries. Uh, most of them are actually vegetarians, and they would never uh, eat meat. And they would never marry outside their caste. And so their main job amongst their people was to make the sweet treats for childbirth, for festivals, for marriages. Um, so anything, any kind of celebration, any kind of festival, anything that had to do with their religion or a festival or a worship element or a childbirth or a marriage, their job was to make sweet treats. Now, some of these people have begun to branch out and now work in medicine and engineering. But for the most part, that's still what they do. And as most people in India, you never marry outside your caste. The caste that you're born into is the one that you live in and die in. And there's no hope to ever leave that. The ironic thing about these people is that they're Hindu. India, of course, is mostly and predominantly a Muslim country. But in amongst, amongst all the people in India in this Muslim country, you have this little bitty group of Hindu people. Not very little bitty. There's 77,000. And so they serve their gods, their Shiva, Rama, Krishna, and Ganesh. Now, they do believe that education is important. So unlike many other castes who don't believe education is important and you never need to advance, they teach their boys and girls and they tell them to go to school. And they generally are more educated than other groups in India. But again, interestingly enough, they face persecution because they're Hindu in a Muslim country. So not only do we need to pray for workers to go, amongst these people, we actually need to pray that they're being persecuted by another false religion. So Lord, this morning we just pray for the Hala people. These people that are sweets, treat makers, that make cakes and other different things. Lord, that have continued to hold on to their Hindu traditions in a Muslim country and face persecution for that. Lord, we pray that the persecution would stop amongst their brothers and sisters and that those in the country would stop persecuting them. Lord, we pray for people to move in to this area, to move into Bangladesh, to serve amongst these uh, people uh, in India as well, and teach them the gospel, to show them the gospel. Lord, for people to want to learn the language of Bengali and to live amongst these people as a teacher, since they view education as important. Lord, we just pray for a rich harvest and and for workers to go, be sent into this harvest, whether amongst these people in India or Bangladesh or both. Um, Lord, we just know that you care and we know that these people are important to you. And so, Lord, we just pray that you will send workers into the harvest. And even amongst these people now that you would just open their eyes and bring leaders amongst them and bring dreams amongst them and help them to see the truth and see you for who you are. Numbers chapter 11 is an interesting book of the Bible. 
the people begin to complain about the lack of food and the manna and all the things that they do not have, even though they were in slavery. They complain about not having meat and onions and leeks and melons and cucumbers and all the different things that they had in Egypt. And so even though they were enslaved in Egypt, they wanted to go back simply because of their food. Their sight was so short, so narrow that all they cared about was their daily needs, their daily wants, their belly, so to speak. They didn't care that God was leading them to freedom. They didn't care that God was leading them to a new area to live and to become a new nation. They would have rather went back to slavery, making bricks simply because they had the pleasures of that country. They were enslaved. They wanted to return to slavery simply for their food. And so they begin to complain. And Moses is pretty upset and he's angry and he's frustrated. And he says, I can't do this. And so God tells him to take 70 leaders and he's going to put the Holy Spirit upon these 70 leaders to help Moses with caring for the people. And he tells Moses that he's going to send them meat. And he says, I'm not going to send them meat for a couple days. He goes, I will give them meat for a whole month. I will give them so much meat that it will come out of their nostrils. It will become loathsome simply because they rejected my word. So this isn't, wasn't a one-time occurrence. He's like, I'm going to overwhelm them with meat. And Moses is like, God, there's 600,000 people here. How in the world are you going to pull this off? Which gets to the verse I just wanted to highlight today. Numbers eleven twenty three. And the Lord said to Moses, is the Lord's hand shortened? Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. So Moses questions God. He says, I don't, I don't think you can provide meat for 600,000 plus people. Not to mention, that's just the men. We still have the women and children. There's a million plus people here and you're going to provide meat for them so much that they'll loathe it? God's like, you have no idea what I can do. He's like, do you really think my hand is that short? Moses, do you really think I can't pull this off? You will see whether my word comes true for you or not. And that's, that's a phrase I want to just hone in on. The Lord has given us promises. The Lord has told us how it's going to be. And he reminds Moses, you're going to see if my word comes true or not. This was simply about meat. But if we fast forward 2,000 plus years to the days of Jesus, and even in all the prophets, there was this warning that if you didn't serve God, there would be punishment. If you didn't choose God, there would be punishment. And just like Israel wanted to go back to slavery, they would rather live in slavery just to fill their bellies. If we choose to reject God, we will live apart from God and be slaves to our own sin for all of eternity. So the question I have this morning is do we really want to see if God's hand is shortened? Do we really want to test to see if his word comes true or not? There are so many people out there teaching that there is no punishment, that there is no hell, that a loving God can never do that. And yet all throughout scripture, Old and New Testament, we see there's consequence for disobedience. We see there is punishment. And we see that we have a loving, merciful God, but we also have a just God. And the same way he questioned Moses and said, do you really want to test me? Do you really want to see whether my word comes true or not? I think we have to ask the same question for our lives. Do we really want to return to slavery? Do we really want to continue to go down these sinful paths? Or is it willing? are we willing to take the risk to obey him? Because over and over and over, God has proven his word to be true. 
His word has come true and his word has been fulfilled ultimately with the very person of Christ living and dying and rising again. So as the Lord told Moses, now you will see whether my word will come true for you or not. That same message is true for us today. The question is, are you willing to gamble your life to see who's right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.